0: I'm wondering about the phrase "get to the bottom of this." <laughs> and I'm not leading to a bum joke, although I could. I want you, really? to, know, I want you to know the thought about doing it, and then I didn't. Uh, but it's more like you get to the bottom of something. So say it's a lake, right? Yeah, We really want to get to the bottom of this. We want when to get. But like at some point, I would also like to reach the surface, again, <laughs> um, which I feel is implied. So it's just like, yeah, we can we can get to the bottom of this thing but if we get stuck down there we're all dead <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, your finger's across my love
0: pretty sure when we were talking about plumbing
2: in the old plumbing episode plumbing um one of the origin because obviously plumb comes from the latin word for plumbum for lead Testicle, and it's, to, yeah, it's a plum, yep, yeah and to sink to the bottom so that's hence plumb as in the verb plumb the depths of a topic Yes. or yeah so i think it's probably this do you reckon it's the same thing get to the bottom
0: of this is the same Frey is fundamentally with yeah, different you words. Yeah, like it, let's dig greedily and deep into this, <laughs> to discover yeah. a Balrog into the, the Balrog of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hold. You mentioned no getting to
0: the bottom of a topic and I was like, ha, ha, ha. what an excellent sagu. A sagu, yeah. A sagu. I believe that's pronounced sedge. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I told you to stop speaking
2: France. <laughs> okay. I not <don't> speak that. <laughs>
0: All right. I won't speak France, but we will speak to the good people. Welcome once again to the Music and Everything podcast. My name is Jim. As always and forever, even when the mics are off, I'm here with the Sam. <laughs> <laughs> they have me chained in their basement. And they unleash me when I'm needed. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Hello. Yeah, hello. Call uh, call the police. Um, We're back, baby. And and the reason I got the giggles and I'm tired is because we're recording a couple of episodes in one day, uh, which is always exhausting. So um, prepare yourself, because I'm going to take a nap in the middle of this one. Uh, So I'm going to hand you over to our chief investigator in the CI hat, Samantha. What are you talking about?
1: talk about diving. Diving. This might actually be the first episode where in an episode we've brought up a concept and gone, we should do an episode on that. This might be the first time they're actually circling back
0: and actually doing and it. And
1: actually doing actually it, guys. We're doing what we, said, doing what do. we yeah. said we were going to do. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that exciting? I love
0: keeping promises yeah,
1: sometimes. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So diving. We're talking all things diving. So we're not just talking about skydiving. Cuz
0: the first thing I think when you just say diving in general, yeah, what I do think you think deep sea diving.
1: DC scuba diving. Yeah. I think skydiving, what do you think?
0: I think scuba diving as well.
1: Interesting, interesting. Or yeah. second, yeah. like
0: Olympic platform diving.
1: Ooh, yes, very fun, always yeah. good to watch. And, and
0: scary, th- cause it's like, will they?
1: Okay, so <laughs> I think my first question will be, before we even get into like, what are we covering all of that? Mm-hmm. Have either of you done any of the following activities? Okay. This is an interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been a <laughs> member
0: of the Communist Party?
1: Have either
0: of hard. you ever gone skydiving? Skydiving, no. I think I would remember.
1: Okay, cool. Bungee <laughs> jumping? <laughs> no. <laughs> Base jumping?
0: Base jumping. What about <laughs> cringe jumping? No, I haven't, no.
1: Scuba diving? Nope. No. Let me
0: just go to
1: the page. Sorry, whole lot of notes.
0: I've snorkeled there. once.
1: Or high diving. Have you ever jumped off a high diving platform? I've
0: jumped off a cliff into water.
1: How tall what? was that cliff?
0: About seven meters or so.
1: That's pretty tall, actually. Yeah. That's
0: pretty sick. Why? Um, For
1: the fucking thrill.
0: Juvenile thrill. <laughs> I see. I
1: have jumped off a waterfall. Okay. That was quite fun.
0: You've fallen off a water jump. Yeah.
1: No, I deliberately jumped. <laughs> there was no falling. Oh my god! You fell with the water. I had to jump in a very precise way because there was one section that was where, you the, can where there was yeah. like a deep bit. But
0: jumping off near a waterfall is great because it like it's the water is all soft.
1: Yeah. because it's, oh, it's, it's filled
0: with air. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's all being like yeah. blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. Say that again? <laughs> How's this <it> again? <laughs> that is the sound, beautiful sound of the babbling brook and waterfall. <laughs> uh, you can purchase the Music and Everything uh, sound effects album coming up this Friday. <laughs> oh, my God,
1: we should actually. With such
0: hits as... <laughs> Before we
2: dive into this topic further, <laughs> <before> <laughs>
1: There will be then, so many puns. Um,
2: snorkeling the is not diving. Is
1: snorkeling it? is well. Okay, so the thing with snorkeling is it's um, it's not diving, but you can dive while snorkeling if you desire.
0: Oh, if you're one of those people. But
1: you know the people like hold their breath and dive yeah, down and like, yeah, come back yeah. up again and, and like nuts. terrifying and yeah. you have to like blow the water out of your snorkel? I, you obviously can see how I feel about that.
0: I feel like those guys are like the ocean equivalent of free climbers. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Well, it's, yeah, it's, yes. it's well, scary I mean, to also, most people. Jim, <laughs> they're, not, they're not the same as free divers.
0: What's a free diver? We'll get to it. Oh, how's that? Oh. That's like starting an episode of like a TV show with like a thriller moment and yeah. then going like, theme song and now we're two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, ooh, I wonder ooh. how it leads up to that. Ooh. I kind of wish they hadn't done that. So I regret it and I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> moving on.
1: Okay. So when we talk about diving, there's a lot of different um, things that come up. How, okay, so I obviously asked you guys if you guys had done any post-divings.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, Sam. I'm sorry, please go. <laughs> <me. laughs>
1: you fucking done. <laughs> you
0: fucking done. Okay. Mate. So
1: why haven't you gone skydiving?
0: Uh, tie up and the plane's working fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sam?
0: Um, the absolute
2: terror that I have even thinking about that okay. is enough to, to just completely remove the possibility in my mind to the extent that I have never considered going skydiving.
1: Me neither. Mm-hmm. Because similar to the caving episode, I feel like we all share the opinion that the idea of jumping out of a perfectly good airplane is uh, kind of wild.
0: I mean, yes and no. Like it is a romantic notion. You know, the idea that it's like, you know, ah, oh, it's this exciting, thrilling thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the thrill literally comes from the risk of death, which is significant. Like, yeah. well, it's not insignificant. Obviously, you've got all the safety, here, you've got the backups and stuff, but shit can go like wrong. Like anything else in the air, if something does go wrong, it goes catastrophically lethally <laughs> wrong you know what i mean yeah and people people do lose their lives so it does happen they do mm, yeah. yeah
1: so today we're covering all things diving so we're going to talk about skydiving we're going to talk about bungee jumping we're going to talk about base jumping scuba diving high diving all of it amazing we're also going to talk about cave diving which is what actually triggered this conversation from because the, uh. this came up in the spelunking episode, which was another episode of us going scary. I would probably yikes, not want to do yikes, that. Yikes, 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 yikes. And then we brought up cave diving, which is the most extreme version of the "fuck no, I'm not doing that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because
2: I already
0: feel that way about scuba diving.
1: Yes, like about yes. just being
0: under the
2: water and they're in the in the
0: void and there are mm. beasts. There's this whole increasingly known uh, kind of thing of phobophobia, which is like a term. That, isn't it? It's like you now one of those those ones that just people know. I don't know why it just became popularized. But it's fear of like the, the ocean and big deep water. Like, yeah,
1: which I completely yeah, and, to. And, and It's just so scary.
0: You know, there's a whole subreddit dedicated to it. If you go like r slash thalassophobia, it's, it's just photos of stuff to freak you out about the ocean. <laughs> because it's this like, massive you know, unknowable void.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's really interesting <laughs> is that NASA used to explore the deep sea before they turned to space.
0: Yeah, there was a, what was it? the National American Splash Association?
1: <laughs> God, I was not sure where you we were gonna go with that and I love that.
0: Nasha Yeah.
1: Um Splash.
0: Um Splash. The <laughs> the
1: splash. Um, and then, and then stop. they stopped in like the fi- they stopped in like the fifties and then started doing like space shit. Um, space shit. Or at least shit. the
0: organization S C S E Oh, stop <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna vomit if this keeps up. I want you to know this. They look up on the deep sea. Okay. I really hate... Sam is... It's uh, banned. Sam's got- getting the manacles.
1: He's getting the fucking bends is what he's getting right now. <laughs> the bends. Yeah. Okay. So scuba. Oh, it's so, starting with scuba well, Let's diving. start with okay. scuba diving. That's why
0: because that's, that's where my brain goes. You I say think diving, that's also, I
1: that. I think that's what a lot of people do because actually the etymology of the word diving is inherently associated with water. Are, are um, we having
0: an instant etymology break?
1: Yeah, it's not even an etymology break. That, Wait, um, what? Yeah. Do you have something else?
0: No. No, I'm saying I'm, I don't oh, know you what could, you're saying. Oh, sorry. Saying. Please explain so so more. the
1: word diving comes from the word divin, which literally means water to go underwater. Divin, Do, <laughs> <And then laughs> divin.
0: Go divin Go diving with me, pals. What? Where? It's just D-I-V-I-N.
1: D-I-V-E-N.
0: Ah. And what is that a Latin root or is that? Uh, I, I a... mean, I don't know. I just, <laughs> 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 just fucking I knows, just it just research cells. the podcast.
1: You're making me no shit on this podcast. My god.
0: Divine. The,
1: ex- the expectations like I'll do a quick Divine. Oh no, that's <laughs> average heart rate. I don't know why that's on there. <laughs> why
0: would you why would you be looking that up?
1: <laughs> uh let me let me do it a little sorry. I did I intended to write it down and then it just didn't make it onto the paper, so that's my bad. Um
2: <laughs> I love the idea that it's the same word for water almost because it's just like what do you it's like how do, what are we gonna name this activity that where you jump into the water? It's like water time. <laughs> like <laughs> <in the> splash. <laughs> I go inside the water now by
1: so it's old English. It's an old English merged word of do fun to dive, duck, sink, mm-hmm. and dive fun to dip and submerge. So dive in from like 1200. So it's a joke. Descent to, to plunge headfirst into water. It's a fucking joke. All
0: water. words are a fucking joke. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> and so I think that, so scuba diving is a really great place to start because it's literally diving headfirst into water. It's going into water. Diving. Do you guys know what scuba stands for?
0: Um, um, scoliosis. <laughs> no, 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 no. no Undersea. No. <laughs> it's the uh, it's it's a, it's what it is. It's a warning to make sure that like you know that once you come out of the water you might be you might be naked. It's just a warning to you and everyone that's doing it because it's like splash could undo belt alarm. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's what it is.
1: I love that. Thank you for the explanation. That but, was yeah, good. No, I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, you're both wrong. Um, really? Yeah, so it's self-contained underwater breathing apparatus.
0: That's way more boring. <laughs> I know. It's but, kind of, but applicable. Yes. Makes sense. Um, and it was <laughs> coined
1: when the device was patented in 1952. Really? Yeah.
2: I kind of had this feeling that scuba suits were like older.
1: They are older. This is the self-contained. self-contained. So they had they had land to water lines. They had air lines.
2: Oh, I see. Like
3: just with before, the pipe.
1: Literally with a pipe to the boat or to like land. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the, you know, that classic. So, when you think of it like an old school scuba suit, you think of like, do you guys think of the classic, like, big metal yeah. helmet yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. situation? Yeah. Like 20,000 leagues yes. underneath the sea. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Across the ocean floor. Because
2: it's 20,000 leagues under the sea is the title of the book. Yeah. But that implies that you're underneath that deep, but it's not. That would be impossible. You're traveling along the so water. It's 20,000 leagues across the ocean floor. Like the ocean floor. They're only like 30 meters under the sea. Yeah. So, oh, leagues, so they're traveling 20,000 leagues, leagues
0: comma, under, the sea. under the, sea. <laughs> <laughs> the sea. Yeah. Is that.
1: It's yep. false advertising. <laughs>
0: I thought about that never in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so because
1: so, I read I read Jules Verne's that book, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of pages which just listing fish. Um, it's riveting. But I felt lied to because I was expecting them to go like twenty thousand leagues down. Down. And bro. They, they did. But that's it. like the the core. No, that's <laughs> That's actually <laughs> leagues
0: through, along. that's
1: through the earth. <laughs> it's like literally through the well, earth. how is
0: Jules Verne supposed to know that?
1: Well, he did know that. League is actually... So the thing is, if you know anything about fucking water nautical travel, League is a measure <laughs> <Cheer>. of <sighs> distance, not a mm. measure of depth.
0: I thought it was a measure of whether your code of football sucked or not.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. Controversial. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Let's well, moving on from so, that. So um, yeah,
2: we're imagining the pre-scuba suits as like your Captain Nautilus vibe. Yeah. That was his name, right?
1: Yeah. No, no. N- the, the Nautilus Captain Nero. Captain Nero.
2: N- Nemo. Nemo.
1: Nemo. Captain Nero <laughs> is the Romulan well.
2: bad guy from the Star Trek 2009.
1: No, he's movie. the <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> um, Captain, no. Captain.
2: Which they do skydiving in. I might want to add. What? Yeah, there's that scene where they're jumping into the core of, of Vulcan when the things getting blown up Wait, What are you talking? What are you referencing right now? Um, Chris Pine is. Oh Kirk. yes,
1: of course. Yes, yeah. I know. What you're talking about now. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Anyway, Captain Nemo on the Nautilus. Is this our first Star Trek reference of the season?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't Deep Space Nine, if I'm being honest.
1: Oh, they didn't do much skydiving at Deep Space Nine.
0: Captain Nemo on the Nautilus. (laughs) Darmok and Jalad,
1: yes. (laughs) But yeah, so basically they used to use kind of like lined air where they would have, they would like the tanks and stuff existed earlier, but it's about having the tanks on you because one of the elements of scuba diving is that you sort of have all your accoutrement on you. You're not yeah. attached to anything. Completely untethered, so that you can freely swim around mm-hmm. um, and not, you know, drown. And not drown, which is always nice. Breathe the air. Because that we're not meant to be in the ocean. I think that's something we need to establish. Human beings are not meant to, not be to be in the ocean. And people might be find that hard to believe. We're not meant to be there. We die. But that's we why. The ocean. While we're talking
2: about historical diving things, like that's why I love the diving bell. The yes. concept of the diving bell, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. But, I mean, because it it emphasizes how much it's
0: just like we're not meant to be down there. It's just like this awkward, silly little tube thing mm. going into the sea. Mm. To clarify, a diving bell is like a bell shaped thing dropped into the water, and you're you're inside it. It creates an air pocket that you drag the air pocket down with you as it sinks. So you have somewhere to swim under, take a breath, and then swim out and come back, and that kind of thing. It's very silly, very rudimentary, but it's fucking clever to begin with.
1: I don't know anything about
0: that. Um, it's also and I just did a
1: whole bunch of research in scuba diving, so oh. I feel like I should have come across that.
0: Well, I
2: did find out that. The diving bell is a little older than I thought it was because I always pictured this sort of maybe like 18th century European thing. You pictured pirates, didn't you? It was like, kind of. No, I pictured just like some scientist dedicated to my work. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm accessing history via tropes here, but like it's actually like, you know, fourth century, you know, BCE. Fourth century? Yeah, it's actually the first written reference is Aristotle. Um, So, Jesus Christ. So, it's really, really, really old. So it's a really clever idea, then, because it's a very like low tech. Like it's mm. you're just basically designing something with the right balance, so the air stays above, mm. and you can drop the diving mill.
1: Anyway, fascinating. Yeah,
2: but now we have scuba suits.
1: Well, actually, and I think it's important to sort of talk about what came before scuba diving, because obviously people have been diving for a very long time, and so there are cultures who do free diving either for recreation, but also for uh, like agriculture mm-hmm. in terms of. Like accessing resources in the ocean. Mm. And so, free diving as, as a as a concept is essentially scuba diving, but you hold your breath.
0: Yeah. So, these are the guys that dive down and they get like, you know,
1: they get the abalone, they abalone get the muscles, the, yeah, they exactly. get like muscles, like they, they, and they just, and they can hold their breath for minutes. I just
0: don't. Okay. If it wasn't so true, I would find it hard to believe. You know what I yeah. mean? I find it genuinely difficult to picture. Doing that because it's not just you're not just holding your breath, like it could be hard enough above water to just brace and hold your breath for a certain period of time. You can try it, um, don't. But then, if you're if you dive into water and you're also getting going deeper and you're getting pressure yeah. applied yeah. to you as well as holding your breath, and also you're month.
2: not just hanging out in the water, They're yeah, like you you're are propelling yourself. In, yeah, and that's great. what I think about as well. It's like trying to get like 20 meters below or something it takes a lot of effort. Like at the time, I've tried to go, oh, whoops, there's something at the bottom of the household pool. <laughs> <laughs> fell to the bottom, mm-hmm. I've got to go get it. And that yeah. takes a lot of effort as a, as a not a person who's a train swimmer, it's just mm-hmm. you know, me, just to swim down Drag to the bottom. Drag yourself down through the water, yeah. And fight
0: and the pressure you guys don't even have up. float
1: ass, so like... Yeah, yeah, we don't have
0: float ass to yeah. combat. The yeah. sink ass was helping, but it was still a struggle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of things that play into like the limit of doing things like freediving. And I think this is kind of where the development of scuba diving kind of came out because like a lot of... it was It's kind of a lot of like Asian cultures specifically were... Really specialized in free diving, so like the Japanese have a long history of pearl diving, mm. like two thousand years plus history of pearl diving. Jeez. And in fact, in Australia, we had divers who were over here in early colonial periods who were diving for pearls off of Australia, and they were Japanese people because Australians, like white Europeans, I didn't have the
0: skills. Essentially, like there's a whole group know. of people who had the skills to do it, so so they come do it. But I okay, my favorite thing about that is that like that's not someone specialized in like diving for subsistence of like, oh, we get the abalone, we get the whatever from the ocean floor. It's like at one point somebody who was doing that got down there and like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and just yeah. grabbed it. And now it's like, oh, it's a commodity now. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And I think... And so like there's a, there's a limit though. So there's a limit to how deep you can go when you're doing a breath hold and you're limited by several factors. So you're limited by lung capacity, obviously. Your, your, your mortality, personal, your
0: fr- fragile your mortality. Your
1: capacity to hold your breath. You're limited by the exertion of pressure because the de- the deeper you dive, and this is the thing that's I think most perhaps scary about the ocean is like, the the column of water above you just simply weighs down on you. You don't mm. feel it because you're free floating, but it's like the further deeper you go, just the more water that's on you. Mm. So the greater pressure is being forced upon you, and so then that creates. So the way the gas works is that if you have an increase in pressure, you actually have a decrease in volume, and so then you're kind of if you if the pressure of your organs, if the pressure on your organs, particularly your lungs, increases. Mm-hmm. The capacity to hold air becomes more difficult because you're actually like, almost like blowing out the volume
2: mm. of your lungs. Thanks, I hate it.
1: Yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, <laughs> oh, this is why I don't want to go under the water. It's yeah. scary, but that's like, not where
2: I go. I don't live. And there. so,
1: obviously, we're talking about all of these risk factors. The other thing is obviously blacking out while diving. That's mm. the biggest one. That's the big one, which is why they often won't let you do free diving unless you've been trained in it. And you've mm. oh, of
2: course, because if you could be, if you're down deep enough. And you're like right at the edge of, you're pushing yourself basically. And then you would lose consciousness long
0: before you had the strength to...
1: Get yourself up. Because
0: it, it's not like you can just go, oh, pull me up. like <laughs> Up we go. No, so now we're swimming for the same length of time that you've been swimming so far.
2: Yeah, you've got to climb
0: up Yeah, and,
1: and also depending on how deep you've gone, you've got to factor in the physiological effects up. of pressure being released from your body. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. I can't imagine training your lungs to be um, have that much... Uh, like capacity, like in terms of you know lung capacity, but not even just breath.
0: volume. It's like your body, your body's ability to transport that oxygen from that s- relatively small amount of breath yeah. and make it last. Yeah, you know what I mean. Your body has to be so efficient with processing that oxygen. Otherwise, it's not even just about having enough breath. It's being able to utilize the breath that you have because it's all you've got. Because now you're mm. a sea creature, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so scuba diving I sort of developed as a way to essentially access the same experience of free diving, but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like more safely, but just like to people who don't have to go through the specialized training. Mm -hmm. And so obviously we should probably talk about like, what do you need to scuba dive? You you have to have oxygen tanks, you have a valve, which is either an open valve or a closed valve.
0: And that's for your mouth. That's for your mouth, it sits in
1: your mouth. And so an open valve means that when you breathe out, bubbles come out. Yeah, And so you're releasing the carbon dioxide into the water. Closed valve means it's actually being circulated back into your tanks. Okay. And so those are two different kind of... Th- you have so to what learn- you take it with you. You take it with you essentially, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. And it's compressed air, which is predominantly oxygen. It's actually a higher oxygen concentration than the air that we breathe. And then it's commonly mixed in with either nitrogen or another inert gas such as helium. Okay. Um, and there's, a, there's another inert gas as well that they often use because nitrogen has a lot of... Would it be bad. argon? It's another inert. <laughs> so it's it's in that it's in that. So if you imagine a periodic table, the kind of helium, is column it down.
2: It's farts, right? Methane is not inert. I don't okay, know.
0: methane is can
1: not. <laughs> <Sunburst>. <laughs> no, so it's like helium, argon. I was
0: really hoping the joke would land. Fluorine. Damn. But it all just of does, these things. doesn't
1: add up, does it? Um, but yeah, they, so they use nitrogen. Obviously, the air that we breathe.
0: <laughs> Besides, you're not inert. You're in water. <laughs> 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 I got him. Yes, Samantha. And argon is what happens if you dive too deeply without a scuba. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> okay. I wanted I wanted to give him space to get it all out. The, because
0: the thing is, the first one didn't work, so I had to say them all. So yes, it's good. Now no, we're done. Good. No, we're good.
1: Okay, cool. Um, so obviously oh, yeah, so the air that we breathe on land is predominantly nitrogen. It's like 70% nitrogen.
0: Inert, yeah.
1: Inert. Um, and so there's a lot more oxygen in... Um, the the tanks that you're breathing when you're scuba diving. Um, the tanks can either be back mounted, so on your back or side mounted. The side mounted ones are really? usually, for, yeah, they're the ones that are usually for cave diving and we'll get to cave diving in oh, a second. Oh, because you don't want to get No, because sp- you need to be able to remove stuck. them when oh, you're cave diving. Oh,
0: right, okay. Oh, because
2: you need to pass them through, through a hole.
1: Through passages and things that are quite tight. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna, yeah, I, mean, we I can, accept that. Okay. We can literally just do a quick deviation for for cave diving if you want. No, that's
0: right, we'll get we'll get to it. Um I want to get to the bottom of the um <laughs> splash can undo belt alarm.
1: Yes. And so <laughs> I lost my place. <laughs> oh it's my because God. of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they try not to use nitrogen that much anymore because there's a lot of negative side effects for having too much nitrogen in your system. There's nitrogen narcosis. I'm not sure if you looked much into nitrogen What's well, a big part of the
2: a big part of the bends.
1: Yeah, so this is one of the things with like so there's a, there's a whole process of training that goes into becoming a scuba diver. You have to go to school for it. You can't just go and do it mm-hmm. because you have to know how to use. So not only do you have your your sort of like backpack with all your oxygen and that's all the oxygen you have access to. You also have- In s- the world. It's uh, The rest of it, it is gone. It's gone. It's, yeah. it's, it's awful. But you also will have like, um, buoyancy belts and things like that, things to help you sort of sink, things to help you float. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have oh. to learn, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting, so you, but you have to learn how to go down safely and you have to learn how to come back up safely mm-hmm. because as we're talking about, the pressure, the deeper down you go, the more oxygen you're actually kind of circling into your system. But if you then rise too quickly... You can get kind of bubbles in your blood. Yeah. So, so is this I mean, what it, the bends is? Is this yeah, so I, what the Benz is? I've
0: never yeah. known what the is. Yeah, because I've heard is. about
1: the bends. Slash R. So I got Samuel to read about the bends. Indeed,
2: mm. and of course, the bends is a is a uh, uh, like a. So word And an indie band from the early 2000s. That's it, what it is a Radiohead like album, and I haven't it it really. Oh, It's a classic album. Anyway, is the, it fuck you? That song gets stuck <laughs> in my head every single time I've looked at this page of
0: notes. So, okay, 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 though. so.
2: Um, it's actually just called formally called Decompression Sickness or DCS. Yeah. So, the reason why it happens, uh, Samantha has run off to get more coffee. Uh, good, good work. <laughs> um, so, basically, as you go deeper and the pressure increases. Mm-hmm. Inert gases in your body. So this is like nitrogen, right? Which, as Sam said, is most of the air we breathe, mm-hmm. um, and most of the air in your tank in a scuba suit. Um, the inert gases become pressurized into like a solution, essentially, um, and then as you ascend again too quickly, um, it breaks away from that solution as bubbles. And so instead of so fast that it doesn't escape via your lungs, because if this mm-hmm. sort of happens, it's called outgassing. Are um, more off gassing. And if this mm-hmm. happens, mm-hmm. self control. Well I'm not summed. Yep. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> look, look at me. Fats. Look at me <laughs> <laughs> um, The outgassing would normally happen through your lungs, right? You <laughs> <laughs> deranged, deranged <That's> podcast. So- <laughs> Normally, if that happened in your body, it would escape through your lungs. But it happens too fast, and so the bubbles just remain in your blood. Oh my god! Which is obviously really, really bad. Now, to yeah. make that process make more sense, this is actually the same thing that happens in a can of Coke. Oh. So, or beer. So, you know, when we said we carbonated beer in the last episode, so if you carbonate beer, you're putting CO two into the fluid, and under pressure, it um, is forced into a solution, i.e., forced into the liquid, forced into the the beer. And then when you crack it open, um, the pressure um, rapidly decreases, and the bubbles it escapes as bubbles. Mm. So it's almost like you're opening a can of coke inside your blood. Amazing. Um, So what are the
1: effects of that though? Like, so what are the symptoms of the bends? There
2: are a ton of symptoms of the bends. The most common ones are like bubbly blood. (laughs) (laughs) blood. I I got look at me. I got bubbly blood. I feel fine. It's just, no. I'm a, I'm a soda can. No, it's excruciatingly painful. Um, oh, dear. And yes, yeah, so the cramps is the most common one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends on which part of your body. So if it's in your joints, it kind of manifests in that sort of way, the like cramps and joint pain. Mm-hmm. If it's in your brain, you have obviously like, you know...
0: Stroke risk and yeah, stuff. Yeah.
2: Bad stuff happens. And of course, it, if it's anything to do with your heart, if you've got a particular heart condition that's it's uh, conducive to... Uh, um, I mean, it gets really, really bad mm-hmm. and um, the situation with the blood worsens. So basically, it will cause pain sometimes in severe cases it'll cause paralysis jesus and then in Christ. some cases it causes death
3: mm-hmm.
0: so it's nasty so it's like the, the idea. it's just the, the idea that you've you've managed to swim down far enough holding your breath you know without a scuba tank and then come back up and it's the returning to your own environment that kills you like it's yeah it's, well
1: i actually don't know if it affects freedivers in the same way does. that it affects oh it does, it does. Oh. so
2: um, Polynesian, Holy fuck. That's scary. Polynesian free divers who are diving for pearls and stuff um, in a particular Polynesian language, Tuamoto, uh, Tuamoto um, have a word for that, and that is, um, sorry, my eyes are failing me. There we go. Taravana. Taravana. Okay. Um, and it basically means like to fall crazy, to be crazy because of the sea, and it's because. Um, they've had this name for this illness for a really long time of mm-hmm. people who have dived repetitively and come up and gotten sick. And it's through, so it's not to do with the depth. So you might be thinking, oh, if you're free diving, you're not going nearly as deep as scuba divers can go. Mm. But it's the repetition is, is something that makes it worse. So if you oh, just dive yeah. down a short distance over and over again, you can still get the bends. Yes, you can still get the bends.
0: Can I ask you a question? Yes. Why is it called the bends? I'm glad you asked that
2: question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an enormously clear because it's sort of a bit of a folk etymology. Fun. But it's
0: two, two in the <laughs> yeah, one episode. Let's love it. Um, it's
2: because it was coined by bridge workers who got sick um, because commonly the cramps would make them bend over. That seems a bit weird, a bit far-fetched, but then yeah, right. it, was, it was kind of like there was a dance at the time that was also called a bend. Oh, Sorry. right. Interesting. Kind of believable. Yes, Samantha?
1: I have also heard it's called the bends because it can sometimes disorient you Underwater, and so you kind of can't tell up from down, and so you kind of get bent around in terms of your orientation. See, you know, I like
2: that better. But it is cool to mention the bridge workers. Yeah. Because um, so obviously, it was known to South Pacific Islander people for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't really known. Hazard. Yeah, it wasn't really known to Western scientists until and how to treat it until mm-hmm. the turn of the twentieth century. In the nineteenth century, they started to see cases of it, but it wasn't in divers. Uh, it was in bridge workers because in the 1850s onwards, they started to build uh, bridges in the, in the pylons in the water yeah, okay. um, via uh, caisson. How do you spell that? Oh, more French. It's the French. C. Oh, don't speak France. C A I S S O N. Yeah, I think you're right. Caisson. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a basically this um, pit um, that they dig into the water, reinforce the sides to keep the water out. They actually pressurize it. And so they started to use this. So, like the Brooklyn Bridge was built this way. Mm-hmm. So they they pressurize it, and because the workers are working within this pressurized tube, they were coming back out of it and rapidly decompressing. Oh, oh holy! F- so oh lots of people died. Um, holy
1: shit! So the
2: Eads Bridge in St. Louis used them. Uh, these caissons, um, and th- there were thirty serious injuries and twelve people died in 1871. When the Brooklyn Bridge was being built in 1873, there were 110 cases of the bends, including the chief engineer who was working on the project. Um, so like Whoa. Western science didn't know about the bubble thing. They didn't know it about like the foundational science was there, but they hadn't applied it to whatever this, this was just some mysterious illness, like mm. bridge workers were coming out and dying. They didn't know why.
3: Mm.
2: Um, but so by the... by, The about, water is cursed. <laughs> it's cursed, of course. The, <laughs> Um, We need to put more money and workers in, obviously.
0: (laughs) Um, Sacrifices must be made to the old ones. Yes. So by the 1900s, um,
2: Western science had worked out the solution um, in this case and that solution was to ascend slowly and in in little bits. And it's pretty much as simple as just like um, it allows the outgassing to happen slower so Mm. that your lungs can actually get the bubbles out of your system. That's chaos. Um, Yeah, so like like we're roughly talking like a rule of thumb is like, uh, it's really slow, it's like 10 meters a minute.
1: I think you really yeah you spend slow, a lot of time coming up yeah from the bottom.
0: Um, but I mean yeah I'd rather that. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I think when you think the other thing. Yeah, when you think about it like so the 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 deepest someone has scuba dived
0: scuba dived
1: um is um okay, so there's a bit of drama around it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love it. Um so Currently, the world record holder is three hundred and thirty-two meters deep in the Red Sea. However, there is a theory that this footage might have been faked, and so, <gasps> and so that it was, was actually done, filmed on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> and so the previous record before that one was three hundred and eighteen meters, and that was in two thousand and five. I so mean, that's wise. still
0: deep as fuck. It's
1: deep it. as shit. Actually, I want to know how deep the Mariana Trench is because that's the deepest point in the ocean.
2: Yeah, I don't really have a scale for that. Like, I know 300 meters—that's very, very deep. I don't like the idea of being down there,
0: but I wonder well,
1: what's like. See. We've all, i mean, like if you've run—if
0: you've run like a hundred-meter race, <laughs>
2: no.
3: you can
0: picture the start and end of that, like a hundred-meter track or something like that. You just do that three and a half times, and looking down, directly <laughs> downwards into the gaping moor of the earth. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Dive right on in. The boys. gaping
0: maw of unknowable darkness.
1: The Mariana <laughs> Trench is. Maximum depth is. Ten thousand nine hundred
0: eighty-four meters. So yeah, yeah, it's getting close. It's okay, close. so wait, <laughs> wait, so imagine
2: that.
1: That's like, like
0: somebody if the idea of somebody going three hundred plus meters deep, and we're thinking about like, that's a fucking amazing. But like thinking that their intention is to get to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, they get down three hundred. Oh, fuck it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've actually gotten anything. I don't think there's any. Vehicle like scuba vehicle, we've managed to get down to the, to bottom. the very bottom because it, the pressure is so immense. Is that immense. right? I thought they had. No, I think they've gotten a lot of the way down. The,
0: I was going to say the um, <laughs> in the nineteen ninety seven movie, The Abyss. <laughs> uh, they get pretty deep, <laughs> starring Ed Harris. Um, I've never. never watched that. It's actually a really good movie. Um, the uh, the the guy, whoever it was, the diver, mm. three hundred and eighteen meters, or yeah. controversially three hundred and twenty, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, the um, drama. The, that would have taken them, if you're talking about 10 meters a second coming up, mm. you know, that's like three and a half hours Yeah, to get from where they dove down to yep. back to the surface. Yeah. That is fucking insane. Oh my God. So... The patience. It was really hard to work this out too
2: because that's just a rule of thumb. They use diving computers mm. um, on them that basically calculate based off also if it's a closed system and they're in a scoop suit. So how much excess nitrogen is there, et cetera. Yeah. So what exactly pressure they're at, how long they've been down there. Um, so it works that all out. You're looking a bit bubbly to me. Buddy. <laughs> You're looking <laughs> a bit bubbly. <laughs> so they, they schedule it in about how exactly to do it. And that's what a diving computer is for. Right. Amazingly, a concept that was conceived in the 1950s you know, think what? about like nineteen fifties computers, like a, a room full of things that got the power of like half a mm. calculator and In the future, one of these will fit inside every family's home. And someone was like, you know what's a really good idea? I want scuba divers to have a wristwatch computer that will <laughs> save their lives.
0: Like Yeah, you know, like whoa. on Star Trek. On what? <laughs> <just> go- yeah. <laughs> the like, show <laughs> I'm working on.
1: It's um it's very interesting because obviously scuba diving has actually been a part of like military practice as well. Like, you have literally have a group called the Frogmen who were like early scuba divers. And this was before <laughs> nope, they weren't no. French, they were just called that. <laughs> the that was frogmen. actually the,
0: their rank. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that was, that was what they Frogman
0: were Frogman Jenkins.
1: <laughs> um, and the combat divers and things like that. And that was before. So, like, obviously, I said 52 for the when the scuba device, like the actual apparatus of the tanks and everything like that was patented. Those kind of versions of it have been being used since the mid 20th century. Like during the war, they had scuba-like capacity Mm. to send people and do crimey things, or and And do crimey things, (laughs) crimey things, (laughs) just crimey (laughs) things. (laughs) Uh, But like you know, do do warfare and do all of that, which is um. So it's like it's been used like professionally for for a while, and obviously a lot of people nowadays. There's like obviously recreational divers who just do it for fun, and I do want to talk about kind of the positives of scuba diving in a second. We've talked about
2: the terrors yeah, for about think it's
1: important Because <laughs> I think it's important to kind of put it all into context. But there's also people like um, marine biologists who rely on scuba diving to do their work. Mm-hmm. And um, like oceanographers and people like that who study the oceans could not do the kind of research they do without this technology. That's
2: what I was thinking of. Because when we started talking about scuba suits, I was like, I was remembering the interviews with um, a, a marine photographer. On a, on a documentary that we watched. I don't remember which one, sadly. But, um, was it Ocean Giants? I think it was Ocean Giants about the set of sands. But the um, amazing feeling of like, if you're in like a, a cage or something or a, some sort of bell or something to take footage of, you're not going to be able to have the flexibility to move with the animals. But, you know, this guy was jumping in and just swimming with, the whales. He was swimming mm. with these just animals, just alongside
0: these giant creatures. Yeah,
2: so. and having getting to have these um, amazing, intimate experiences, but with like you know eye contact. You know, like yeah. looking at a, an animal. But of that it's size. it's
0: funny because it's like it's through innovation and technology that, that that is an inhuman experience. Yeah, that's one that you're not supposed to have.
2: Well, they're looking at it like a whale is looking at you, going like, "What the fuck are you? What are, what are you that's doing? The reason why here? orcas don't like orca attacks don't happen with humans. Like, there's no. They're we like, have this idea that orcas are really scary, but uh,
1: they yeah they come up to us because they think we're a seal, and then they look at us and go like, "Oh, you're oh, fucking that, weird looking." <laughs>
2: yeah. Not eating that. <laughs> mm. it's
1: yeah, a and seal I think so. I think that's, that's sort of the the beauty, I suppose, is like scuba diving is definitely one of those ones that I'm like. I would love to be able to get past whatever mental block I have about going into the ocean mm-hmm. because you get to see some pretty magical mm-hmm. things underwater because it's an entire ecosystem we have no access to.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would recommend scuba diving for that then, in that case, because you're really shallow, you're close to the snorkeling. top of the- snorkeling. Yeah, I would recommend snorkeling
2: for
0: <laughs> it. Uh, I was going to be like. If you, if you want to get past your fear, I reckon you go <laughs> no, free <and> I- diving. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Shallow infested tried- waters. Have you ever tried free climbing? Like, um- <laughs> um, but no, like doing doing snorkel. Uh, yeah, snor- I've gone <laughs> snorkeling. I've got
1: snorkeling. I I find that it's really stressful.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I it was a revela- revelatory for me because like I, I'd never been, and we were in Samoa on holiday, and like just on this little beach thing, and just like ten meters out was a, a coral reef, and I was like, okay, I'll try and put the scuba shit, scuba shit, the sno- <laughs> snooker shit, call an ambulance, <laughs> the snorkel shit. <laughs> And uh, and went out and and dove under the water, and all of a sudden, I just found myself surrounded by like there was a line. It was just kind of like blue, gray water, and then you just go immediately under that, and it's just like this fucking world of color mm. out of nowhere. All of these very bright, colorful fish, all of the coral, all of the plant life was just there, waiting to be seen. It was it was a revelation. It was amazing.
2: And so you imagine what that would be like three hundred meters under the water.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because
2: that's what I thought. It's like what do you what do you see down there? Like <laughs> that is not easily accessible.
1: Yeah, and like even just like. I mean, I think about like you you both have seen whales at Harvey Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen a whale up close, but like being able to get in the water with them would be, be absolutely insane. incredible. Being able to touch mm. this creature that you cannot possibly interact with in any other way. You have to wear all of this gear. You have to be trained in all of these. Like I think it takes you a very long time to become, a be able to solo dive as well. Like you can go in groups, but being able to solo dive takes so long because it's just so not for, like we're not meant to be there. And yet
0: another case, like I said, of, of innovation and technology, right? In the same way, you know, when we were doing the caving episode and we were talking about um, how it's really through, you know, human exploration and ingenuity that we're able to experience these places that are essentially like the surface of the moon in it's like only a handful of people can really have experienced this place. Not everyone can go there, like all of that kind of thing. And I, I put deep diving in exactly the same category where it's like you go and do it to adventure to a place where no one else has gone. It's, yeah. it's insane to me.
1: And that, I think that is put to the max when you talk about cave diving. And so cave diving is basically diving in underwater caves. It's a combination of being underwater and being in a cave. Mm-hmm. So I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Just to be clear.
0: I, I love the idea of it though because, again, like it, the majesty of Underwater cave well, like, cause having seen footage of it, like obviously for me it's something that is, is quite frightening, but again, having seen footage of it it's like that's where you're diving into these insane crystal clear waters full of animals that you've that are unique to that space, yeah. and like again, like walk, going into an alien planet full of crystals, that kind of thing it's just like it's, it's magic in there. Mm. Uh, you just have to be of a certain <laughs> temperament <laughs> so
1: I think the reason why like so cave diving is very. It's very risky. Like if we're talking about forms of diving, this is probably the most risky. I think that even cave divers will say to you, like it's not something that a lay person can do. You mm-hmm. will die. Like mm-hmm. it's just a fact. Because it's a form of penetration diving mm-hmm. and we're not.
0: I'm an adult. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a form of Been diving where you can't, there, so. you can't go to the surface straight mm-hmm. away because you're literally entering a cave system. And so the only way that you can get out is by retracing your steps. And getting out of the cave. There's no cave diving that involves you being able to vertically get out of the situation. Right. And so that's why it's called penetration diving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it developed in the UK out of caving, but it developed in the US from diving. So it's two. So basically. And they met in the middle. And of they the, met in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and they. It is kissed. of course the same thing. <laughs> and they <laughs> kissed. Um, but I think it's really fascinating that, like, obviously, you know, the traditions come from from slightly different areas. Um. And it's very, very niche, and very, very few people do it.
2: I could see the rewards in terms of like, uh, you know, what cavers um, said to us a bunch when in their messages with us mm. is that um, you see places that no one has ever seen mm. um, and before, quite possibly. Yeah. Um, but also that places that even if another person will come here, it'll be very few people mm. <laughs> will ever see it. And, and that must be even more. True of cave diving because of just the the sheer difficulty level in, in accessing it, let alone getting out alive.
1: Yeah, like the entry point to do cave diving is essentially be an excellent scuba diver, be an excellent caver, and then you can maybe combine the two. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Because Good luck to you. Lad. There's actually, and I I thought I had a photo, but I didn't print it out. Uh, sorry, guys. Shame. <laughs> no, real shame. Um, there's signs in certain caves that are literal signs that have grim reapers on them that say, do not go beyond this point, you will die. Here is why you will die. Here's three po- bullet points about why this is a bad idea. Do not go beyond this point. There <laughs> first one is there like, are literal I brought bodies. this
0: sign with me and I went further and I didn't fit, so I've left it here. The-
1: <laughs> yeah, because, and so this is where, like, so when we're talking about... So there's obviously lots of risks with cave diving. One of them is running out of oxygen. One of them is losing your guide rope to get out. Another one is damaging your gear Yeah, of in course, tight spots. like squeezing
0: through a... So that's why spot. they developed the,
1: the side <laughs> the side carry. Yeah, it's just
0: such a cool idea.
1: I mean, it's really cool. And unfortunately, like, I do think cave diving has bad PR because one of the first exposures that I have had to cave diving was a film called uh, Sanctum, which is literally about people who were caving. Mm -hmm. and then doing a little bit of cave diving and then they get trapped and they have to go through the water system and find their way out and everyone dies except one person, Mm -hmm. you
0: know. So fiction ruins reality for
2: you again. Yeah, but also I'm so
1: claustrophobic. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. A
2: lot of the times cave diving reaches the news it's because of a fatality, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: Yeah, because there's a lot of things that can happen. So it's not even just that. It's also, you know, you could have inlet streams that then push you in certain directions. You can have debris that comes out of nowhere that masks your vision. You can go from having... Clear vision to blocked vision very quickly, mm-hmm. but like you said, like you get to access these worlds that not many people get to access. And it's
2: like it's an extreme sport, right? Yes. Like unlike unlike caving, where it really does not self-identify as an extreme sport, but there's no, an adventure I mean, there's, sport. There's
1: lots of there's lots of caves that you could do that are very very accessible.
2: Yeah, well, the like cave diving it self identifies as an extreme mm-hmm. sport, like it's absolutely yeah. extreme. No one would deny that. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and so. I don't wanna I don't wanna do that. Uh first
0: of all put take it off the list. Yeah, just don't, so we're just not gonna just so we're just not gonna do it. We'll find something else to do next weekend. It's not a <laughs> Okay, no, that's fine. Yeah.
1: Um and so like scuba diving I think is something that I would be very open to trying. It's just like, I don't know. I think it's just the ocean. It's just
0: the ocean. It's just very big. Like, again, <laughs>
1: like, just, the, the sea
0: is big. That's a lot. Oh, the big man. sea. Have you heard of the ocean?
1: It's really large. <laughs> it's just
0: very big. Well, I th- but I think it's... it's I, I think about the mass of the ocean.
1: Oh, yes. But the like, mass.
0: It, the mass. You know what I mean? We're, the... Like you look out at the sheer volume of it. It's not just like this big thing. It's just like the weight of it. Whenever I go to the beach, and I find this really funny because it's like, you know, the waves are crashing for reasons that are not centered around humans, but it always feels like they're just going, nope. (laughs) (laughs) And we have the tendency to go like, ah, I'm going to throw myself in the ocean. And the ocean's like, just don't do that. (laughs) Just
3: stop. That's absurd.
0: Turn back. (laughs) Turn back, child. There are orcas in here. Yeah, everywhere. They're quite nice though. Uh, to you, the um, but yeah, like that's that's the whole thing. Like I think about the weight of it and just the sheer force and power of this thing. Like if you ever see a, a ship in a storm on the ocean, like with ocean swell, what the fuck? That's just, it's, it's, yeah, because you think oh,
2: the waves out there are just insane. So. Yeah,
0: but then again, to be able to have the like the wherewithal and as well as the knowledge and the experience and the and the training to be able to then go like, yeah, I can not master that, but I can participate in that. Mm. I can go be part of that environment because I imagine that under the water, it's not necessarily as violent. Well, it's
1: yeah, I think a lot of people talk about like the peace of being underwater. So like, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely experienced this just in a pool where you sort of- Just float. You just sort of like, your ears are in the water, your head's under the water, you're just Mm. holding your breath, but there's like a sense of, there's a sereneness that some people would probably find really oppressive. Do you Mm. think
0: that it's a mammalian womb uh, probably vibe. actually
1: I think so too I think I think it's definitely that and I think it's like I think it's just like this idea that there's no noise yeah it's mm. like
0: somebody gently shushing you as yeah. well because all of these things are reminders of sounds in the womb yeah. it's like you curl up you're under in you know, a warm kind of environment, and if somebody's like going shh shh shh, shh like that, it's like the mm. sounds and shifting around. That it's like it's what you do with a baby. Yeah, you know, it's like the shushing for a baby is a comforting thing because you have curled them up, and it's like being kind of uh, you know in the womb. And I imagine that like I feel that as well. You're underwater, you just got that nice kind of floating peacefulness kind of thing. And I don't know whether that's unique to mammals because for whales and shit, that's just where they are. It's just it's just yeah, There's mammals it's in just, there, <laughs> it's just off to buy milk. I don't think that's like a you know. Yeah. They never leave yeah, that environment. That's where I live.
1: So I, I can imagine that piece would be something that would be really drawing you back in if you, that's something that you really liked as mm. well. Because there's people that don't just scuba dive to go down to like the reef and be amongst the fish. There's people who go out into the open ocean mm-hmm. where there's nothing.
2: I guess there would be something about feeling like you're a visitor to a place. You know, like yeah. you feel that a little bit in, in less extreme environments like a, like a rainforest. You go deep into a rainforest and you get deep enough in, and when you're in the danger zone, when you're pretty far away from help, so you're kind of a bit in the wilderness now. Even if you're on a path, um, and if something happens, you know you've got to survive. And that's a strange feeling because it's so serene. But I guess what I'm saying is that it feels like you're
0: you're a visitor to that place, mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to be there. I think there is kind of a, a romantic notion of turning yourself into an alien, a little bit. Like mm. you know, it's like when we travel overseas, for example, you want to go to a place that you don't know. That you're completely unfamiliar with. You want to like not speak the language, not know the culture, like just embed yourself in somewhere completely strange and feel strange. You are the strange one. Mm. Uh, and I I love that. In fact, one of my favorite things to do when traveling was to like not look at my phone and get lost, like not look at a map, not mm. to just walk, like put my feet on the ground in the city. And sometimes it gets you into trouble and sometimes it doesn't. But like, it, it's just interesting to kind of make yourself feel lost and feel alien. And I think that's probably one of the things that attracts that level of adventure, but then it's mm. just like you run out of countries to go to. <laughs> let's just go out in the middle of the ocean and see how deep we can go.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> see if anything comes to visit us yeah. while we're there. Don't yeah. even say that.
1: Yeah, that's really scary. I don't
0: so, about. what okay? So, we've 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 touched on scuba.
1: Scuba. We've touched on so scuba. So let's stick with the water theme because okay. obviously a lot of aquatic
0: themed. Yeah, let's like.
1: Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get to non water versions, but I think okay. it's like we're already in the water. Let's keep swimming let's around. Let's stay in the water.
0: It's gonna get cold if you get up.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like chilly. Yeah. Um. So synchronized slash high diving. High diving. Yeah.
0: Okay. So
2: this is okay. A very different aquatic. Yes. Change mind. Yes. Not wild so, ocean, but not tamed wild ocean, pool. but
1: pools. But actually, started. <laughs> From people just jumping into the fucking ocean. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well,
2: from like a boat.
1: No, 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 from cliffs cliffs and shit. From all of the things. cliff diving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Cool. Not very See, by the way, the
0: jump that I did off a cliff was like, it was like a school camp thing back when I was like a mid teenager. And it's like, it was about a six to seven meter uh, cliff just above still water. And there was like a little rock halfway down. So you had to like do a running jump. You couldn't just like hop off. So you had to kind of like really psych yourself oh, up, and it took me all day. I was, I kept trying to do it, and everyone else was having fun. I'm like, oh no, and I couldn't do it. And then, like right at the end of the day, we were about to leave, I'm like, oh fuck it, and just ran and jumped. You have to run and jump as far out as you can, or whatever. And it's, it's a, it was amazing. And I'm scared of heights. Like I have yeah. you know, issues with heights and stuff like that. But that was like, that was a, it was huge.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So yeah, that's where this shit comes from. People, just yeah, going yeah, like, people fuck just doing
1: it. it for fun. Yeah, this
0: will be fine. Because
1: also, gymnasts used to do it. Because they could like do flips oh, the, and stuff uh, and then uh, into yeah. water.
2: But surely as well, okay, so think about like why the diving techniques that we associate with like high diving, Olympic diving,
3: mm-hmm.
2: would that have come from like military? Because yeah. no. if you think about like, but the Navy, like, like you got Horatio Hornblower jumping off the-
1: Yeah, but he's not doing the same dives that high divers are doing.
2: He's just diving in he's the water. He's just diving, diving in the, in the water. water. Also, They're he's not not just a fictional like, character. <laughs> no, I'm saying is a, a naval officer. Yeah, because like, okay,
1: so the way that like a swimmer dives into the pool- is about cutting through the water and enter, and breaking the surface tension, so you're not just smacking into this like essentially concrete. Mm-hmm. The divers, high divers and synchronized divers, are doing fucking flips in the air for no reason. Yeah, and then breaking the stuff. Surface.
2: Yeah, flippy stuff. But surely Hornblok can do a few flips before he goes yeah. rescues the and so lady in the water. Mother of God! And shame. so
1: obviously there's there's static high diving, there's springboard high diving, and there's synchronized high diving.
2: Mm-hmm. Wait, the stat there's a sta- Is this the Olympic?
0: The Olympics. So
1: there's the there's the three meter and ten meter just fixed. Planks, okay. fixed diving things. Yeah. And then you've got the springboard ones where they bounce. Have oh, you yeah. seen that one? Yeah, I have. Yeah. That's fine. And then you Those got ones sink- scare me as well. Yeah, that's not good. Because I-
0: it's like, it's, I mean, it's it's unreal watching them do it because when they do, they do the little hop and then the middle hop. And then the last one, you see it bend so much that it's just like-
1: Touching the water. Being
0: slightly off center and that, and you're just like, <laughs> and then you're just getting <laughs> oh flipped somewhere. Well, actually, no, I
2: saw a, a video of a woman actually do a, a slip in a yeah. competition where one foot just goes completely off and yeah. it's horrible to watch because you're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, and then it was great to see also, the, and then here's her next dive and it was like, perfect. Yeah. Well, there's those videos
1: of like somebody doing a dive, say like they're doing a backwards flip because ba- the, so they're facing back to the water. They don't know really, they have to like yeah. judge it. And she, her head gets really close to like <sighs> the dive and you hear the whole audience go, oh, oh okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, sharp take a yeah, breath. Rambo. and so
1: obviously- like we were talking about scuba diving, we're talking about, you know, the kind of the the, the risks, the fear, the wonder, all of that. High diving is just kind of fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, like it's in a controlled environment. It's a
1: controlled environment. But at the
0: same time, it's like I imagine, because for someone like me who responds physically to heights in the way that I do, like the idea of facing that and then going, I'm jumping off, yeah. um, let alone... Turning around and shuffling back till your toes are just on the edge and kind of doing your thing and getting ready to do your flip. Yeah, standing on the toes just off the edge. It's like, I, I find that to be just, it's so, again, it's alien to me that someone could just do that. And have trained themselves to be that calm in that mm. situation that they could then do a really precise dive. Because well, like they're like also f-
1: jumping off 10 meters, which means that if they don't dive properly, if they smack into that water, it's like hitting yeah they're going to the ground. It's gonna, yeah, and mm.
2: undoubtedly they'd have ways of landing safely if they were yes. If they were, because they've got a lot of long time to, to shake their body. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 10 meters is very tall. Mm-hmm. But you know like, a, a lot of the like, Olympic divers, they'll train like. Twenty to a full time week of training, you know, like you know what I mean. Yeah, like thirty six hours this of, every day. <laughs> yeah, so like it's not that scary. Although oftentimes they train on dry um, landings, like foam pits. Oh right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh fun. really?
1: Surely that would be more dangerous than doing it into the water.
0: Maybe more fun. <laughs> more mm. fun.
1: <laughs> I've never jumped into a foam pit, so I have no idea. It's fun. Is it it's fun? Really it's really scary. Fun. It feels like
2: you you know that like you it's you're closer to the bottom than you, it seems. However. You don't know because you're sinking into a void. I don't like that. No, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> it's okay. it's a void. Drowning foam, in the foam. foam I cubes. don't like it. I no, don't like good. it. It's scary. I
2: recommend it. You should try it once. It is very fun. Mm. Um, but yeah, so like they they wouldn't be that scared about standing because they'd be so used to standing on their toes at ten meters on a ten meter cliff. Oh, I'm, what yeah. about like
1: the handstand stuff? Yeah,
0: handstands amazing. That's
1: so sick. Yeah.
0: but it's 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 fascinating to me that like like any kind of extreme sport, it is just that. Would you describe diving? Does diving identify as an extreme sport Definitely or is it just not. like a sport? High diving,
1: no, they just think it's a sport.
2: Okay. Extreme usually involves like the, the possibility of a fatality. But I mean,
0: sure. I mean, I guess not, not really. really. Not really. I no. mean, it,
1: things, I think it's more the fact that so many things would have to go wrong for somebody to be severe. Like obviously they could accidentally hit their head on the platform after slipping off. Like there's lots of different things. And then they
2: would land badly because you would be able to correct. If you're going off 10 meters and you go, oh, as you slipped and you just basically fall, they would be able to just turn into a proper dive and
3: dive safely.
1: But if you've knocked yourself out, for instance. But like those things are so rare. Whereas Mm. I feel like with scuba diving or like when we talk about skydiving. There is a really increased risk. It's an increased risk. Because when
2: one thing goes wrong, it all goes wrong. Yeah, it's it's funny putting these things in the same category because of the diving element. But like one is like this one is just like, it's this like a gymnastic esque mm. like piece of showmanship, like and athleticism. Mm. It seems so strange to combine it in the same category, but you know I, what I love as well. Is, so they get to the end of the plank, and then on the t- let's say the ten meter one, because that's always the one I think of, mm. and it all it, dependent on that what they do there. They can't change that much in the air.
1: No, they can't flip too many times. They kind of. And if
2: they they get the angle wrong. So, like, they need to get height, they need to get distance, Mm. and they need to get, like, momentum. And if they don't have those that right, and angular momentum right, well, then they can't correct it in time. They can't give themselves more momentum. Yeah. So, like, we see a dive and it's this whole thing, and we see the landing, and we we go, oh, wow, isn't that amazing? But it really all happens in (laughs) basically the first push off. off, Especially
1: because, like, obviously, the most. Uh, entertaining part of diving is that they're jumping from 10 meters in the air, doing all this shit. And then their last objective is to let n- their entrance into the water make no dent. There exactly. like the no record
0: of this ever happening.
1: <laughs> and I think that that's absolutely wild that you're like, they're, they're doing so much shit and then they yeah. have to think about entering at such a point that you don't notice that they've entered. <laughs> I'm
0: flying with the grace of a twisting butterfly, let, n- tell no one. That's and it looks like it. they're sucked into the thing, you're like just somebody's just, pulling them into the water. Or you're just watching it in reverse kind of thing. Um. Yeah, and so
2: they make this tiny splish and the reasons why they do is really awesome and more convoluted than I thought it was because oh, I thought it was fun. just the position of their body body or something. Mm -hmm. But it's basically so, it's explained best by thinking about what creates a splash. So you you break the tension of the water right with Mm -hmm. your hands. That's an unavoidable splash, obviously. Mm -hmm. No matter what they're going to break the tension of the water. And then uh, and then the body goes into the water and you'll notice that there's a, another splash that happens afterwards. So if you just, like, bomb dive into a pool...
0: Which we all have many times. Of course, there's so the first really big
2: splash as you break the yes. water tension violently. <laughs> and then... Yeah.
0: That's called the Worthington Jet. <laughs>
2: I'm <laughs>
3: sorry. The Worthington so Jet
0: then arrives. Uh, the Worthington Jet sounds like a dance that was developed from a stolen genre of music. <laughs> so <we did> <laughs>
2: So the reason why the Worthington jet happens Mm -hmm. is because you're falling violently into the water, you're actually dragging a massive pocket of air with you Mm. as you break the surface. So as your body sinks deeper, that pocket of air breaks apart and Mm. then that air rushes to the surface and because of the relative pressure of a massive pool. The water says, get out of here. And it pushes the the jet up again.
0: Yeah, wow. The Worthington Jet. Worthington jet. Do so, you know why it's called that? No.
1: <laughs> and we're not going to look up. Okay, fine.
0: Okay. You guys look it up yourselves. You listen to this podcast for edutainment and you're getting neither. <laughs> Go
2: about your business. So the first splash, the unavoidable splash, is minimized by what they call a rip splash. Okay. Where they kind of hold their hands together, um, palms down. And I'm like fingers are coordinated. Yeah, it's sort of fingers in like it creates like a sort of rectangle and the palms down, like that means the elbows come in like okay. this. And it creates this little rectangular hole that your body sort of passes through. Like, right, okay. So it breaks it really smoothly. It's called a rip splash because it actually sounds like it and if you listen to it, you can actually hear that sort of... Interesting.
0: Really cool. Is but, it because it's breaking the surface a bunch, uh, a whole bunch of different times in different spots yeah, instead wonder, of one why? object. Like, it kind of like tears through, creating like a...
2: It is literally tearing, so yeah. that's why it would make the sound. Yeah, right, there you go. The same reason why you tear paper, I guess.
0: But I tear, paper, I, can, I tear paper for a lot of reasons. That's true. Yeah.
2: Um and the Worthington jet is avoided. <laughs> 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 jet comma Worthington. Yeah. Uh is avoided by the uh, basically having the, the tension of your body. Um so that you know you notice that they're falling with the sort of the angular momentum, that sort of spin that they have. Yeah. And their body's sort of triangular when they're entering. Um, triangular. Triangular. They're like
1: bent at the they're slightly Oh bent yeah, because they're the gonna scoop
2: when they go on the water. Yeah, so they scoop. So because they're so rigid they're, they're going down. Um, quickly and then they have a sort of sudden motion when they're in the water, under the water.
1: Yeah, they like to do a little...
2: Yeah, and the, that is what breaks the bubble essentially. So one, the bubbles it's away from the uh, surface very fast and then they break it up with their bodies suddenly and it just turns it into lots of tiny bubbles. Right. Which is why instead of a jet, you see them land. There's like tiny little slips the and their sizzle. body goes in and there's a
0: sizzle. Yeah, so they do essentially like a, a scoop and a, almost like a, a, a loop-de-loop under the water kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing.
2: No, I didn't realize how much actually went into this. I just thought, oh, it must be just the position of the hands or something. But yes, I didn't know it, about I the it Worthington was like jets. The way that their feet. <laughs> no
0: one ever told me about the I thought the it jet. was always
1: thought it was like their feet. They do like a flick with their feet, but no.
0: Like they dive in, their feet just go shh, <laughs> <But> <laughs> shh no, no more. <laughs> Stop
1: it. <laughs> Tell you know, no
0: that, one.
2: Um, it's not actually in the rule book. Like it's not, it's Wait. not formally judged. What? The yeah, splash. Yeah. It just falls under like your your subjective assessment sort of vibe. So it, it is assessed. Like, you know, a lot of stuff in the gymnastics is showing the linear gymnastics, right? Mm. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just judged as part of a, a subjective. Yeah, like this isn't part yeah. of
0: the uh, literal criteria, the specific criteria. No. But it's just like, yeah, it didn't look so good.
2: Uh, yeah, and they and they say that all the time.
0: You hear the commentators being like, "Oh, the splash was a bit messy there." Yeah, yeah, and you do the the couch commentary yourself, where it's like before they even say anything, you see you see this freaking amazing flip, and then the splash, and you're like, "Oh dear." It's the same shit we're <laughs> talking about with, with the, the fucking the, Winter Olympics. Yeah, yeah. the ice <laughs> skating, like. like mm.
1: Not very good. Mm, Um, I would have, yeah. So (laughs) obviously you've got all of that at play with one diver. And then there's the synchronised diving. The (gasps) synchronised diving is not as synchronised as you thought it would be. So so, let me explain. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Okay, so obviously you have two divers of Mm -hmm. the same gender and they perform similar dives at the same time. So when I say similar dives, the dives can be different, but they have to rotate on a similar axis. So for example, okay. you can have one diver performing a forward one and a half somersault pike, which everyone obviously knows what that is. <laughs> <I don't laughs> um, while the other diver will perform an inward one and a half somersault pike. So I don't know what the fuck that means. Does that mean, <laughs> does that
0: suggest that they're kind of like turning towards each other? like so, inward's Like a, a couple of... Um, so I think...
1: Rustling of paper. Let me okay, consult so a, the almanac. So a pike position is obviously it's it's knee straight, bent at the hip. So that's the position that they're forming. So they're fe- yeah. making the same shape, but one is sort of going. And it could be that one's starting forward, one's starting backwards, and that's why it's inward versus ah, forward. Okay, but right. they're, they're synchronising their movements so they look like they're doing the same movement, but they're actually starting in slightly different but positions. Yeah, and
0: the timing of it is amazing. So well, this like you've is got, the problem, You've got right? two people that are essentially, that are different mass.
1: Different heights, potentially. You know, and,
0: and like trying to fall, mm. <laughs> trying to control... Plummeting to the <laughs> earth at the same time, so that they strike the surface of the water at the same simultaneously. time simultaneously.
1: So the difficulty, and this is the, the part of like that they don't talk about with the synchronized diving that isn't really discussed that much, is the fact that you will have often synchronized teams where there are two individual divers who compete as individuals, and mm-hmm. then they synchronize. One of the things they need to synchronize is their steps mm. forward to diving. Yeah, they have okay. to make sure their feet but, are doing the and same they thing. They do a the little
0: skip jump yes, thing that they exactly. do at the time. Yeah, okay. And
1: so if you've got one diver who likes to take three steps on their individual and another one that likes to take four, they yeah, have to agree. It's just a recipe for
0: fucking disaster. I know, I it? mean,
1: not very synchronized, is I reckon you can
0: it? make a sitcom out of that.
1: So the individual diving and synchronized diving are like judged differently, obviously. Um, and there's, there's rules around things that have to happen. Like in synchronized diving, they have to do dives of a certain difficulty level. So they have to. So difficulty levels are like
0: right. So you couldn't cop out by coming out and doing like it's a it's an easy dive, but we yeah. can match it. But I mean, sure, okay. Is there no like grading for like you know we yeah we're doing a lower difficulty, but we landed it perfectly. Yeah, we'd so run, they you know.
1: they have five dives that they do. Two of them have to be of a higher difficulty. Three ah, of them can be of a lower difficulty. Okay, right, gotcha. So the in the difficulty is determined essentially by the starting position. So whether you're. Facing outwards, facing inwards. So water fa- front of your body towards the water, front of your body away from the water. Handstand position. Are you those, sober?
0: Have you been drinking? <laughs> all
1: of those things. Yeah. Um. And Fully then,
0: clothed, work boots.
1: And then obviously the dive position. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, and
0: but and work also,
1: boots. so and also whether or not you're doing a twisting motion. Okay. So right. there's so so you can do like a forward dive could be you just jump forward and then mm-hmm. do like a pike position and land. Or you could do, you're facing forward, but then you do a twist in the air and you're facing backwards. Mm. That adds difficulty. And then you've got straight position where you're completely like a plank, pike position, knees straight, but you're bent at the hips, tuck, little ball, <laughs> or free position where you're, you're actually twisting and changing positions as you dive. You're moving through a lot of them. Mm. Um, and so all of those together add to this difficulty, diving difficulty rating, um, which when you're an individual diver, you don't have any constraints on that. But when you're a synchronized diver, you have to do dives the that, criteria, that yeah. meet these criteria.
0: One awesome thing I like is whenever you watch diving, particularly like at the Olympics or whatever, which is really the only time I watch diving. I mean, it's the only uh, time I watch diving uh, too. When they do, the, they do tuck up in a ball and they're doing some flippy dips, mm. uh, which I think is the term. And then they it sort of they get to yep. a certain point in all of those flippy dips and then they go... I'm going to hit the water soon and they just straighten out yeah. into like the perfectly straight thing and then hit the water. Yeah, And it's like, first of all, like having, you know, rotated yourself, you know, separate from the world,
1: <laughs> like a whole
0: bunch, you're supposed to just sort of know where the water is and then straighten up and just do it. It's, it's incredible on its own. But even just like athletically, going from a ball to a full stretch yeah, in the, a tiny amount of time, let alone while falling and flipping. It's fucking unreal. Yeah, it's And just, then it's also crazy.
1: doing that at the same time as your partner who was also trying to do that. And if you guys aren't <laughs> the same height, might mean that you do slightly different rotations. And like you've
0: just had an argument and the yeah. change rooms <laughs> And it's just like, you're not getting on. It's
1: tough. Yeah, so synchronised diving started in the 1930s but was not considered a legitimate sport until the 2000 Sydney Olympics.
0: Really? It
1: was not in the Olympics until 2000. I
0: do remember there was an emphasis on the diving in the 2000 Olympics because I have this memory of- Because uh, of Australians being in it. Is that- We have
1: a, uh, well, no, no, a fucking no, 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 chance. because of fucking
0: Roy and HG. <laughs> yeah,
1: Oh, true. That would and be so And they created fun. the,
0: instead of, they made fun of the, the actual mascots for the 2000 Sydney Olympics were Sid, Millie and Ollie. And they were like a platypus and a something or other and whatever. Wombat. But No, the, the wombat wasn't there. The wombat was Roy and HG. Oh, that's right. The, the wombat added Fatso the fat ass Wombat, oh, which was their legend. whole thing. And they did a pretend diving competition, which is where they just threw <laughs> mascots <laughs> down. Mascots off the top platform and they just, they just land in the water. And it was a bomb dive competition. They decided, and what they'd done is just put a huge weight inside Fatso the fat Wombat but just dropped it and did the biggest fucking <laughs> explosion when it hit the water. It's some of the most Aussie shit I could Quite think of. Quite a large
1: Worthington jet was reduced. Uh, an enormous <laughs>
0: Worthington jet. A though. Yeah. A though. indeed. So
1: the first diving event, high diving event, was in 1889 in Scotland. They were diving from a height of 1.8 metres, which is not, they dive from higher than that now. And um, it's been in the Olympics since 1908. And so they dive, you dive from really a three-metre platform, a 10-metre platform, a... Uh, I think it's a one meter springboard.
0: So here's my thing though. Diving like in this context has a really old timey vibe to me. So it's like as a sport, you were saying that it's, you know, gymnasts would use it. It was from a gymnastic kind of basis. Like how long has that as a sport as we know it been around? Long time. Or is it like that 1908 kind of Um,
1: thing? I think that it's been done sort of like recreationally as like a fun thing for a while. Before that. So, obviously, the first actual diving event as a sport was in 1889. So, okay. it's before then. Keeping yeah.
2: in mind that that's the era in which we have like the um, codification of sports and stuff, you know, where right. like you have organizations that in Europe that administer. Yeah, European we, sports. we keep
0: doing this thing. Why don't we put some rules around it? You know?
2: Yeah, it's like how like curling has been played for a really long <laughs> time. but. <laughs> don't you only, worry. only became Sometime a sport this season at one point. We're going time.
1: to do an update on the we're curling update, situation.
2: We'll, we'll keep you guys in the loop. Yeah,
1: we're going to let you know if anything's changed about the curling situation. By the way, it
2: doesn't surprise me at all that synchronized diving is started in the 1930s. It's, I don't know why. It just fits in my brain. Like I'm picturing sense. like
0: the striped trousers. Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. And like I said, hats. it has an old-timey vibe. Yeah. It it feels it feels old-timey. But see, that's fucking awesome though. I mean, like the the cliff diving aspect and like knowing that that's obviously where this stuff started or it's just people f- jumping into water from a height for a lark and then going like, oh, you know, escal- escalating <laughs> it to like something, like, oh, I'll do a flip this time. Yeah. You know, you can really see how that would naturally grow into something that, that now is like an elite level yeah. freakish human performance level sport yeah. kind of thing, which is really cool. Just thinking about it, it started with somebody just going, oh, yeah. I reckon <laughs> I could jump off this. <laughs> I reckon I'll survive. I'll do a flip. <laughs> and then somebody going like, do a flip.
1: Yeah. Um, So that's all the water diving.
0: Talk to me about dry dives. Yeah. (laughs) Which is um, not a term.
1: No, (laughs) there is a term. I think it's literally called, it's literally called like air diving, is like what this group, next group of things are called. Mm -hmm. We call them diving, but like etymologically speaking, diving is about water. So it's air diving Mm -hmm. or skydiving. Hooray! Hooray! So. Skydiving. A lot of people online, when they are in skydiving groups, are like, why do so many people say, you know, why are you jumping out of a perfectly good aircraft? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no, know, because I cause thought it was... a funny joke
2: to make. I thought this was just something that was said. And so I just assumed it was something like Jim, our family just said all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they jump out of a perfectly good aeroplane. You look at the skydiving subreddit and it's literally the tag is... Yeah. Jumping
1: out of perfectly, perfectly good, good aircraft. aircraft. Yeah. So it actually is from a movie. Um. The, the, the line. Okay. It's from a movie from 1986 called Heartbreak Ridge. And the line is, jumping out of a perfectly good aircraft is not a natural act.
2: Hmm. It's a good line. It's Clint Eastwood delivers it. Oh, oh is it Clint so
1: Eastwood. I had no idea. It's
2: definitely... he has That is a voice that um, you... Yeah.
1: <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> if it's not, this is very funny in hindsight. Skydiving. Enjoy.
1: <laughs> wait,
0: can't wait for the corrections episode about this one.
2: Please let us know.
1: <laughs> if so skydiving is described as parachuting from an airplane for fun. For fun? For fun. That's great. So I want to unpack that because um, I want to know where the fun starts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the fun starts, like, okay, like anything else that's an extreme sport, I, I feel like this one is accessible to laymen, essentially, yes. because you can strap yourself to an expert. Yes. You can't do that with a scuba. No, 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 you can't, yeah. You have to kind of do the training. I mean, like, yeah, they'll take you through a safety stuff when you do the skydive, but it's like you get to have an experience that no human should survive. You know, so it's like you're putting your body and mind and therefore like uh, your freaking endorphins and everything through an experience that is like, essentially coming to terms with your imminent death. Like you're plummeting towards an earth from a height that we can't... Like I always think this when I'm on a plane and looking out a window, just going like, I'm not supposed to be up here. I'm not supposed (laughs) to see from this high. What I'm seeing in this view of the land below me is impossible. And the tops of clouds. Yeah, I was never meant to see this. This is fucking sick. And so like the experience that you have, like I remember there there was one kind of piece of silly content that we did for the band between me and Adrian where we were advertising a tour that we were about to do. And um, uh, he actually came up with the idea that it's like he'll he's going skydiving for this thing and he's, he said he was going to film it and we'll just turn that into an ad for the for the tour by filming us, having a conversation where I'm telling him that, you know, he hasn't been keeping up, he hasn't been doing his job and so I have some ideas for how to promote the tour yeah. that he has to do. As punishment, he has to do skydiving. So it was like it was this whole thing. And he, you know, filmed himself on the way down. I still don't know how he's done it because he's plummeting to earth and committing to the bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Just laughs> yeah. Freaking
0: amazing! But yeah, everyone that I've spoken to a, a, that has done skydiving has had this revelatory experience. That that has said like, you really do have to try it. You know, you you won't be afraid. You'll you have to you have to give it a crack. Still probably won't.
2: Yeah, and the point is, is that you you can't possibly prepare yourself for that as well because even the training you do beforehand it's like not going to prepare you for falling out of an airplane. No,
0: or experiencing the speed at which you you fall to the point where you feel like you're not necessarily falling. You know. <laughs>
1: I feel like you have to resist such an inherent sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like this sort of like inhibitory like inhibitory process of um, like, you have to like get over that fear of like you jumping you're, off the cliff. You have logical. to sort of like go like, it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, the logical part of your brain is going like, I'm quite simply not yes. going to do that. That's, that's nuts. But again, like you're, you're kind of, if you have the temperament for that sort of thing and, oh, but, but again, like it's the revelation I think that's the important part. It's not like just the thrill or the, you know, like hey, we're going to do something wacky. It's whatever. It's like forcing yourself almost into a position where your brain is automatically coming to terms with your mortality. You know, it's coming to terms with the fact that you know you're doing something that you. Oh, look, we're plummeting. It's time to accept that. And so there's like a, I don't know. People walk away with like a, a rush and and there's a peace to it and stuff like that.
1: So. The important thing to also clarify here is that skydiving is actually just the falling part. Once you've opened your parachute, you're parachuting. And so there's people- I that feel right to me. <laughs> but you know, it it
2: really <laughs> that means that skydiving isn't a complete thing because it just means the bit where you would otherwise
0: be dead is <laughs> <laughs> skydiving. Skydiving is the part where you fall, where you where you take control of your life is parachuting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so there's there's fringe elements of skydiving. So obviously you've got the tandem skydiving where you're attached to somebody. You've got solo skydiving where you do it by yourself. There's group skydiving where you're a whole group of people and some people like to do the thing where they like hold hands in the yeah, air see, as they go that's, down. That's amazing. It's cute, Yeah. But then you've got bass jumping. Okay. Do you know that bass is an acronym?
2: Okay, yeah. Oh. Well, I have always seen it in caps, but then i wondered, what is
0: that an acronym of?
1: Do you want to know what it is? An a- Do you want well, to guess what it's an acronym of?
0: Yeah. Um, let, let me, just give me uh, a.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bananas and... Sausages. Oh wow! It's, it's just food, isn't it? <laughs>
3: and eggs.
1: <laughs> and eggs.
3: Yeah. The A is
2: it's
0: like a lowercase A.
1: <laughs> Jim, what do you think based on uh, behind
0: all success colon <laughs> eggs excrement?
1: <laughs> so no. Um. Again, again, you guys are failing these acronym <laughs> quizzes. Um. It's really ex- uh, sad. Buildings, antennas, spans, which means bridges, and the earth, which means cliffs. Base. What? Buildings, it's the shit we jump off. It's the stuff that they jump off. They don't jump from planes. They jump from fixed locations. They
0: they jump. They just jump. They
1: just jump Surely off buildings. Surely there's a
0: better name for this. Well, well, Base jumping is Feel free to go and,
1: so, so, go and talk to them about that. It's <laughs> Yeah. You know, go and talk you know to what? Them. Confront them. <laughs> um, These
0: are people known to be afraid.
1: <laughs> so it developed out of skydiving um, and was considered more dangerous than skydiving. Oh, and another thing that's important to mention. So obviously you do have... Sort of like military applications of skydiving with paratroopers. The difference between skydiving and paratroopers is skydivers release their parachutes l- closer to the earth. Um, uh, so you're saying
2: like you're World War Two era? Yeah, they they
1: would they they release their parachutes immediately. There's jump and parachute. They jump and parachute. They're parachuting actually. That's why they're called paratroopers.
0: Not. Sked, <laughs> sky <laughs> skytroopers, <laughs> which is sick. Actually, they should have called them skytroopers. I don't know why they.
2: Do you reckon yeah. skydiving would have occurred to them at that time period? Because with paratrooping it was just like, oh, and then you could also just jump out for a while. If for a while.
0: To. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah. Well, because one of the things it's um it's not
0: really in the so handbook, I assume. A,
1: an impo- another important thing to mention about skydiving is they needed parachutes first. Okay,
0: right. Yeah, no, that's good.
1: Which is like,
0: thank you for clarifying. Um,
1: I don't know when parachutes were invented. Nor do I. Oh fuck. Okay, that's oh, fine. God oh look it up. Hang on. Okay, well, I
0: imagine it's before the plane.
1: Yeah, I think it's like I think especially with hot air balloons.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Let me just, so just to talk about base jumping. Yeah. So it's made from lower altitudes, which means they actually move slower than skydivers, but because they're jumping in sometimes urban environments or like not not like con- controlled environments, they have very small areas in which to land and they have less time to actually correct for landing in their parachuting phase. Right. And so it's actually got one of the highest death rates of any
0: Extreme sport, I would, but the thing is, I wouldn't be surprised by that. No, I wouldn't. But it's like when, whenever you, because sometimes I'll I'll do a thing where it's like I want to experience this kind of thing, you know, voyeuristically, mm. like you know, and, uh, and vicariously through you know, watching somebody else do it. Because again, this is this is not something that I'm going to go and become a specialist in and then do. God, because uh, no. it's just not in me to do that. But it is still amazing. So I'll, I'll watch like base jumping compilations on YouTube, or, which is uh, I recommend doing. It might freak you out if you go and watch and go, like, oh my god. But at the same time, you're watching it, it's just this majesty and insane experience, particularly when they start doing the the kind of bodysuit. Um, oh yes, the wingsuit. Wing the wing wing suit They're
1: really cool. It's,
0: in, it's absolutely crazy because it's just a dude jumping off a cliff but then going like, but what if I was a bird? And, it's like, <laughs> and, they, and they'll just, just soar down into a, a place that's open enough and then open their parachute and then go. Yeah. But you watch the kind of people that do it and the kind of tone that they have about it is that like when they say their cool kind of goodbyes to each other at the top, it, it is in that kind of like, hey, man, all right, man kind yeah. of tone. They're all pretty chill, but at the same time, it does have a finality to it. <laughs> like the way that they're saying goodbye is very much like a, a hope yeah. to see you at the bottom kind of thing. It's just yeah. like they they know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and I feel like they're, they're really capitalizing on sort of like the adrenaline aspect that probably makes this so addictive. So I think you looked a little bit into adrenaline. Yeah.
2: No, okay, the first thing I want to say about adrenaline is we, we almost use that as like a like an idiom, like a word to describe fight or flight response. Yeah. Because adrenaline is a key hormone in fight or flight response. It's kind of the triggering one. Yeah. But it's what we're actually talking about is the fight or flight response.
1: Okay. So
2: mm. what essentially that is is so it better be a fucking flight response in this case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of course, like, yeah, like obviously it's it's actually formally called the um <laughs> Um, it is called something else.
1: <laughs> <Do> you not, <laughs> um, did you not write it down?
2: No, and my memory is failing me. But it's the reason why it has another name is because obviously it's flight... Uh, Or freeze. Or freeze. Um, And also in in terms of faint, yeah. And and like in social circumstances, we often say fawn as well. Mm. So they're really going with the Fs thing. It's just like
0: there could be another one, but we didn't include it because it started with a B.
2: Yeah. So, you know, it's basically a state that your body gets put in that is Mm -hmm. a
0: a state of stress. It's Mm
1: -hmm. like a parasympathetic process.
0: What do you mean by that? It's it's, a sympathetic... Because the falling part is the sympathetic part, but when you lose your parachute, then (laughs) you're (laughs) parasympathetic.
1: But Have you been paying attention it's like it's like it triggers like a like a uh a cortisol yeah, it situation. triggers lots of things, so
2: like um basically your body your part of your brain that that senses danger works so much faster than the part of you that's that gives you consciousness <laughs> um so so it there's a part of your brain that senses danger and it's a lot more dumb than you know, the part of your brain that thinky thinky parts <laughs> that you that you think of it every day yeah. Um, and anyone who suffers from anxiety, this is not news to you. No, not at all. Uh, so, so it's just
0: like, you know, enjoy your meal. You too. Gong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> boss music is playing. Dun, 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 dun,
0: yeah, so dun, there's
3: dun, a part
2: of dun, 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 the parts of your brain that, are, that, are, that control the boss music will trigger an adrenaline response before you're aware of something happening to you. Mm. This is actually one of the reasons why if somebody shocks you, you know, if somebody shocks you by... Turning a corner or something. Yeah. You didn't expect them to be there. And it could be like your lifelong love is there, mm-hmm. like your soulmate. Yeah.
0: But but you before you still flashing you out and <laughs> they're dead now.
2: <laughs> in that moment, they're just like unknown and your whole body's in terror. Yeah. And that's because that part of your brain has activated all of that without yeah. you even the idiot. recognition. What an idiot. Bit. What an idiot. It's my wife, you idiot. But it's there, <laughs> like this stuff predates all the thought, smart thinky-thinky parts of yeah. human beings. This is just the part of you that's evolved with all other animals to yeah. fear predators. And yeah. Anyway, so what it actually does is that the adrenaline will increase your heart rate, your breathing rate um, and it also stimulates um, glycolysis um, to create like a glucose ATP, the processes uh, that okay, allow yeah. your muscles so you have to- have
1: energy to yeah, do yeah. shit.
2: The whole idea is it gives you a massive amount of energy and more strength and speed than it is you your would have the, the,
0: to escape a predator button.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's mostly like, hence the flight part, right? The fight part is like, you're getting maybe increased aggression and you can do all these things. Other things happen as well, like your pupils widen um, Mm. and sometimes your your senses can actually be kind of very acute in that moment. Mm. Um, Base jumpers and um, wingsuit flyers Mm. often say stuff like that. They say, it's this, this amazing experience of clarity where I can sense, like I can see everything. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But not always. Sometimes, obviously, if you get a fight or flight of a response, it can also be um, tunnel vision and yeah, for like, a like you might get in a panic attack. It's a very similar yeah. sort of stuff. No,
0: I, I end up with that a lot. You know, but even for lengthy periods, where I have to concentrate. I know, <laughs> Just like I am no longer taking anything <laughs> outside that which is right in front of me, and even that is not sticking. It's so. blurry. So the
2: extra strength thing. So you know the um the old ah oh, the anecdote about a parent. Picking up a car. Yeah, that thing. The thing. Of a child, That's called yeah. hysterical strength. It's um, amazing. Which is a dumb name.
0: Well, I mean <laughs> for that. No, just, it just sounds a lot like losing your temper so badly that you break your own glass in your hand. Like you're just being unreasonable. <laughs> kind of. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's like this is not mythic. Like we
2: do know it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, people do things which are otherwise considered completely unfathomable, mm. like lifting hundreds and hundreds of kilos. Um, and adrenaline could be, and the whole response could be part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, or to put it another way, the body is already capable of doing that, but it doesn't have the um, in, the sort of uh, mm. willpower is getting in the way. Yeah. You know, your mind is getting in the way and flight or flight means it's no longer in the way because it suspends critical thinking.
1: So all of this, when it comes to things like base jumping, skydiving even bungee jumping, which we'll talk about really quickly in a second. How does that all then play into like, because like there's a lot of people like, and I I think we can relate to this of like sort of the endorphin release after getting a tattoo and that Mm. high that you get from that and that that sort of addictive quality of that. Is there anything around these cortisol, adrenaline, all of these hormones kind of like creating this like, oh, I want to do that again. That was an amazing bodily experience.
2: Yeah. So like when you get through something that has given you that level of terror, your body gets dumped with... Um, endorphins and dumped with it. a ton of oxytocin as well, which is why when you survive something together, it's always just like, oh man, like there's always yeah, this bond. There's a bond That's because you yeah. literally have bonded <laughs> and mm. your your empathy for the other, other people in danger when you're in that state is really, mm-hmm. really high, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, but yeah, why it would be like kind of addictive is because the, those releases of, of of stuff in your brain um, is hitting your reward center, which is where you're, I'm satisfied that I've eaten is processed, it's also where addictions occur. Mm. Um, so it's it's in it's all in the same zone basically. And also like your your brain remembers uh it's designed to remember trauma in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. It's designed to remember scary stuff. You've got to remember that dangerous moment with yeah. the lion, you've got to remember it.
0: Yeah, otherwise, yeah.
2: So it gets but because you've won and you've been filled with fucking wonder drugs of happy, yay, we survived drugs. If you're we, kind of recoding the memory, you're sort yeah. of remembering it as "I faced off the thing or we ran and we escaped and yeah, and, and hooray, yeah. yeah, and hooray so like yeah. and to put that back into extreme sports, um even if you weren't enjoying it at the time you could you could sort of recode it in your memory as as stuff um there's a great ted ed video about this if you wanted to look up this particular stuff mm. um by Dr. Margie Kerr, a sociologist, and describes how um uh, stuff like uh horror movies, roller coasters and stuff where you sort of deliberately put yourself through things that are a lot less dangerous than wingsuit flying. Um, You're engaging in a fight or fight response in an environment where you know you're sort of safe and so Mm. you're actually, what you're experiencing is exactly the same condition to your body
3: Mm.
2: but you're sort of relabeling it as... Fun. Yeah. And that's because it is a state of physiological arousal. That's categorically what it is. Yeah. And you're actually being filled with tons and tons of, of energy and like ultimately happy drugs as yeah. well as
0: stress drugs. But your conscious brain knows that you're not actually in any danger, kind of thing. Yeah. So
2: you're actually enjoying a high. And so then the feeling you get at the end is even stronger and you've sort of relabeled the whole mm. experience. And so that's the kind of like the, the, the sort of uh, like brain chemistry of thrill seeking. Yeah.
1: So like you could do one jump and you could be like, that was really terrifying. But then you sort of get all that happy drugs and you go like, oh, that was kind of fun though. Like this energy is great. And then you do another uh, another one, you know what to expect. And so yeah. it becomes even more enjoyable because you can kind of be in the moment and take it but in. And I don't think, do more and more I've, and more. I think it would
0: be very rare that somebody would land from uh, a skydive and not go like, oh my God, that was amazing. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you're like, true, you're fully yeah. overwhelmed and now you're safe on the ground kind of thing. It was like, I remember I took my oldest in a, for a helicopter ride. We we're on, on holiday and we, mm. you know, got out there. I'm, I'm scared of that. Um, and she sat up the front and did the whole thing. And when we got off and went in, like, I was buzzing. It was amazing. And she was just flipping out. Like she was just, you know, oh, just yelling about everything that we'd seen and like totally over the moon. And I imagine that that is quite reflective of what people like after that <laughs> uh, yeah. kind of experience. Um, just like after your first tattoo or yeah. anything like that, or even, you know, some of the first shows we ever played. You know, I have memories of playing shows in bands as a teenager where it's like to, to like nobody, <laughs> you know, it's a very small crowds, But you get off stage thinking like, yeah, we did something and that was amazing yeah. and I can't wait to do it again, you know. Because kind of in thing. a way
2: you face something that your body was scared of. Yeah, So Keeping in mind that, like, and again, people <laughs> with chronic anxiety, this is not news, mm. but like if you, your, your body doesn't make, tell the difference between... Genuine danger, if you like, mm. or the sort of social danger. Yeah. Or imagined imagine danger, exactly. or perceived, or, the embarrassment like, of you know yeah, like getting up in front of people. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're phobic of a of a spider or something, but you deal with the spider, your brain's going to be absolutely <laughs> like going
0: screeching at you. Yeah. yeah what gonna, are you thinking?
2: What are you thinking? And then afterwards, it's going to be like, you did it. Holy shit! Well you're, done. You faced the fear. So it's kind of yeah. the same brain chemistry and physiological stuff that's going on for people who would jump off a. Mountain yeah. <laughs> in a yeah. suit very different. And I suppose <laughs> yeah.
1: that that is also kind of what then makes bungee jumping so accessible is that you mm. almost have that element of like, because you're kind of strapped into a rope and you're sort of harnessed in, it's a safer version of skydiving because you still get all the adrenaline rush of the falling of yeah. a skydive, for instance, but you are tethered to something. I feel
0: like for me, in my head, right, like when you listed them off earlier, I hear bungee jumping and I think bungee jumping is the most dangerous Really that, like that that's the vibe that I get from it It's because actually the it's
1: dangerous <laughs>
0: but I, I mean probably yeah but like the, when I think of it it's just like kind of yeah so I'm like kind of strapped by my feet and I jump off this thing and then my spine breaks or You're not like it bounces by your feet. bounces back up whatever like you know you, you bounce back up and it's just like I'm in amongst this rope and it grabs around my neck and now I'm dead It's says my brain just goes through about a hundred different ways of, of that being terrifying.
1: Well, you're going to love all the variations of bungee jumping. Let's fucking
0: go. Before you do, the fight or flight response is called
2: acute stress response or hyperarousal, which I did actually write down right in front of you. It's right in front of you. Go on. Okay, (laughs) brilliant.
1: Okay, so then, like, bungee jumping is, I think, the one that a lot of people. probably would have done more than like if you had to ask people, have you gone skydiving or have you gone bungee jumping? I feel like more people will do bungee jumping because it's more accessible. There's more places you can do it. Like if you go to New Zealand, it's one of the, the activities you do there. Is, is go there one of the jump. activities one does there? One yeah, does that. I'm, I'm not. I've not done it. <laughs> um, and so etym- etymologically uh. speaking, third etymology in here, oh bungee God. spelled B-U-N-G-E. Don't tell me this is an acronym. Don't tell it, me. it doesn't. It's not an acronym. Don't Thank worry. Thank fuck. Um, it, it's uh, from the West County dialect, meaning anything thick and squat. So it's referring to the rope. Oh,
0: the rope. It's referring so to the rope. rope. diving. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so it's spelled bungee, B-U-N-G-Y in New Zealand and oh. associated places. So we call it bungee jumping with a Y here in Australia. Do we? Yes. What? With a Y. With a Y.
2: In Australia, in that's Austra- the spelling. Is it actually done in Australia?
1: We have some here, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, New Zealand's kind of known for it. Yeah. I feel because they obviously have these gorgeous ravines, these gorges, shall we say? Um, oh, gorgeous,
0: gorgeous. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, <laughs> so this originated in the South Island, a South Pacific island of Vanuatu. It was a actually a boys to men rite of passage for the people from from Vanuatu, oh, okay. and they would use vines and platforms, and they would have to vines. dive.
0: Vines. <gasps> wow, that they would dive into water though. Okay.
1: Um, and
0: risky. Business. You
1: can do tandem bungee jumping, where you're kind of together, like a, like you, you're kind of both tied. You're actually tied around the waist, and then they kind of have something around your ankles to sort of funnel it through. Anyway, but there's different. It's just
0: like you're recreating a cartoon moment from your favorite childhood film, like and just getting yeah. strapped together and just like having an argument, and hanging from a it thing. Yeah. it's the Emperor's New Groove. And so <laughs>
1: you can you can jump from a tall structure, a bridge across a ravine, or like a cliff. You can also do it from aircraft that is capable of hovering, like uh, uh, hot helicopter. air balloons oh, okay, and right. helicopters. Um, you can do you can, that. One can, if you, you wish. One, it's not and impo- So, mm. the, f- the thrill of the event comes from the free fall, but it also comes from the rebound because obviously you've got this like stretchy chord. But that's the scary part for me. Yes. So, that's the scary part. That's a bit that, like, yeah. And also, depending on how much tension the chord has, people. In certain places, you can have it so that you don't hit the water, and others where your head goes underwater slightly. Mm. There's versions like that. That's crazy. There's other versions of bungee jumping. There's catapult bungee jumping. (laughs) What? What? Hang on, wait. But you're on the ground. Oh, you're on the ground. And then you get flung up into the air, and then back down again. But wait, wouldn't that just be like
2: the cord pulling you back to your inevitable demise? (laughs) Like, what? How do you land? No, the cord.
1: The cord is is stretched, and then it is, and then so basically it's stretched. To a height that's deeper, like greater than then, it contracted, and so then you get flung up, but you're never gonna hit the ground again because the cord will be then contracted. But it'll be at a height that it won't rebound to hit the ground. Like this, safe. Like it's safe, guys. It's, 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 safe. Safe. it's safe. They catapult
2: you. Yeah. Yes.
1: There's a trampoline.
2: Putting the U in jumper. trebuchet. Wait, there's no trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> trebuchet <laughs> bungee jumping. There's
1: trampoline ones where you're on a trampoline. The cord got a, gets tangled. The on. cord gets tightened so you can jump higher and higher and higher. Okay. And then there's SCAD diving. <coughs> SCAD.
0: SCAD.
1: SCAD. Suspended SCAD. Catch oh, Air Device. Oh, it's an device. acronym. Okay. It's another acronym. Yeah. Can you have a guess what SCAD diving is?
0: Uh, well, you said most of it just before, but I'll, I'll have a go. Um,
1: no, no, not the acronym. What do you think that means? Suspended Catch Air di- Device Oh. diving. What
0: suspended th- Catch Air Device. I'm still in acronymville, so I can't think right now. I'm trying to come up with, with things that fit those letters.
1: So you get caught on a net
0: you get caught in a net.
1: Yeah. You have no harness. You have nothing. You just jump off a bridge. You just jump off a cliff into a net.
0: Okay. Why, why <laughs> do they call it net diving? Here's the thing, though. Um, that doesn't make because, me as frightened as the, the tied legs thing. No, I actually don't mind I it don't know much. why. that. Maybe it's called um, like a not like being tethered thing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's kind of appealing. You actually get to, to jump free. And then land in a net. Yeah. Um, Probably so. I
1: mean, yeah, I don't know why <laughs> they don't call it. Because suspended catch air device is just like a really long way of Scad saying net, net <laughs> yeah. catching anyway. air
2: thing. Yeah, like was net trademarked? Like what is this? I
1: don't know actually. Yeah, that's really f- I that's really kind of confusing. I've Land wanted- and genuine oh, Neanderthals broke- are
0: dangerous. Is the joke I should have <laughs> oh, made? Oh, that's
1: very good. I that's like fine. That. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually have always wanted to go bungee jumping, but yeah. am constantly terrified mm. all the time.
0: But I think I think the thing that sort of combines all of these outside of the. Like when we're talking about the the cave diving, that has an element of um, almost like research and exploration to it as well. But the mm. the the thing that combines all of them, like whether it's scuba or cliff diving or bungee jumping, has seems to be the thrill seeking aspect. And I don't mean that cheaply. I mean that in terms of like the human desire for the sensation of fear, mm. almost or thrill, and like but. My favorite thing about that is that it's like, it's almost reflective of the fact that for the most part, our societies are quite safe. You know, that it's like, if we're going to go and watch a horror film, you know it's it's because mm. we don't get scared every day <laughs> you know we don't have to face lions and tigers and bears every day we're in this yeah. position so it's like i love that like we still need that as people and so we chase that thrill and we chase that excitement to the to our own huge risk yeah. and you know and and again it impresses the shit out of me because like the athleticism the training all of the stuff that goes into any single one of these types of dives like requires a dedication to something that is at great risk to you, you know.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Like to me, like the when I think about bungee jumping
2: versus like your base jumping and wingsuit diving and stuff, I see bungee jumping as very much like that is pure thrill seeking behavior. Yeah. <laughs> like any anybody can do it. You can just tie yourself up and go off you go will. right. They'll push you off in some. That's instance, the sort of like yeah. tourist appeal of it as well. Yeah. And that's very different again to something like base jumping. Um, there was an article in the Conversation by Eric Breimer called "Adrenaline Zen." And he made this really cool point about extreme sport like wingsuit diving. Mm. And basically, that, you know, it's not just about thrill seeking, because that implies that you just sort of decide one day, I'm going to jump off a cliff in a wingsuit. Yeah, woo. It's not just about going, oh, I want to face this fear and feel the fear and then have the oxytocin and endorphins at the end. Mm. Um, It's like this slow control of fear. It takes training. It's It's like they know the risks. But this is something that they work on a lot mm. um, and sort of champion as a sport and stuff and as an activity, and I think that's worth saying because it's it's about like not just facing fear and experiencing it, but actually controlling it, mm. so that they can then not not just glide down in a wingsuit, but fly through the small rocks
0: as they do in the, yeah. in the famous videos. And control themselves. And I suppose it also
1: requires it. a sense of like present-mindedness. Mm. Like this is, a, this is a thing where you have to be in the moment. You can't let your mind wander in any of these things. So it's almost like a way of like, yeah, overcoming this or having a sense of control over this kind of fear, but also this forced- presentness mm. that would be quite relaxing in, in a world where you're constantly being pulled in lots of different directions mm. and stimulus is coming from you at all angles. Like having this moment of like like complete clarity like you were saying with base jumpers and like that yeah. feeling that you get would be almost a refreshing Yeah, like the break. quiet
0: clarity of the extreme.
1: Which is yeah. just a very
0: strange
3: thing to think about.
2: In a way that's like uh, the scuba diving thing as well. We're talking about like the peace in the ocean It's kind of like a similar response Mm. where it's like you're in such a different space that
0: you're forced to be present in the moment. Mm. I like the idea of mastering the fear as well. And like to sort of close on it, I think I'll probably like compare it once again to my experience um, as a performer that it's like gradually over time. I get the question fairly often from people that I meet that find out I'm a musician or in a band or whatever. They'll always ask, do you get nervous before shows? And that's a really common question because I think that's something that a lot of people feel nervous about. In general, like the, mm. you know public speaking that kind of thing, because like you're saying the the your fight or flight response, this you know what was the ASR uh, response um, is like it suspends logical thought. Mm. So it's like you know it's fine to get up and talk in front of people, but your body says you're going to get eaten alive, um, <laughs> and uh, and I always say no. Like I haven't felt nervous. Like in my early shows when I was like 16 in a freaking band in high school, like, yeah, I got really nervous, hard in my mouth, hands shaking. Mm. But I, of course I don't now because I've done, done it literally hundreds of times. And it's not that it's gotten any less high stakes or any less, you know, exposed or scary. It's just that I've done it so many times that I have mastered that fear. When I get that rush of what people would say, butterflies in your stomach before a show, I don't go, oh God, I'm scared. I go, oh, I'm ready. You know, it turns that fear that other people would experience as fear into readiness. And that's just through practice and training. And so it's like these guys who are doing these extreme things, they could overcome, they could experience something that's really kind of scary and their body starts going into this mode and they would be able to handle it with more aplomb than. Most people, because through training, through experience and dedication, they've been able to master their own fear, which I think is just fucking outrageous <laughs> and a good reason to give it a shot. So if you're interested in doing any of that, look it up. There might be some uh, uh, skydiving, what is it, a club? I don't <laughs> know. I know that
1: you can You can have experiences of like doing it. You can like... like- those red balloon experience sort of yeah. sites. They can—they give you access to those things. I know bungee jumping is something that you I think
0: bungee do. and skydiving are the ones that are probably the most accessible in terms of like, you know, hey, yeah, you get to go and do this thing. But if you want to go and do a scuba diving course and go and find out what it's uh, like down there, let us know. Because yeah. uh, we I'm probably not going to I'm not, not gonna going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick to YouTube for that one. <laughs> but thank you all so much for joining us once again. Season two has been a lot of fun so far and we can't wait to share some more with you guys. Don't forget, we now have a Patreon. So if you want to become one of the patrons of everything, just head to patreon.com slash TMIE podcast or come and hang out with us on Instagram at the music and everything podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Once again, I'm Jim. I'm here with the Sams and we're going to say bye-bye now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Take care of each other, friends. We'll talk to you soon.